the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Catholic. Here it's Marianella Nunez with uh, Mike Walsh. Hey, Mike. Hey, Marianella. How are you? I am well. It's summertime, so it's always exciting. I know. I was walking outside today and thinking, oh, at least it's a proper proper June day today, which I can go for. Look at that, proper June day. (laughs) Actually, and you know, uh, we're going to be talking about schools today, and uh, we're having the annual state of the south jersey catholic schools from our superintendent um but uh, we just finished graduation week in uh for the uh, seven nine six i can't remember how many asks five five high schools and three independent high schools in south jersey and um and it was a great experience i made it to two graduations one very late uh, i had to cover for somebody and one the entire time and you made it to one right yes i did i went to canon catholic and it was a great experience it's always exciting to see the graduations isn't it it really is i i have a blast doing it i was at paul the sixth uh for the entire ceremony and then i caught the tail end of holy spirit high school down the shore which is always fun because theirs ends on the beach which I, cool. I, it's hard not to appreciate. I made it. I made it for the beach, um, <laughs> but the Paul the Six one was really nice. It was. Uh, it was unfortunate. Uh, they, it was supposed to be held outdoors, and uh, they had a storm roll through, so they had to come in. But it was. It was very nice. It was. And to your point, yes, it is such a joyful experience. You know. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like I was talking to someone who mentioned like it's kind of like going to a wedding. It's everybody's happy. Everybody's smiling and. Uh, it's a good uh, kind of like transition for the kids. They're excited and, and some of them even fearful of what's uh, to come. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of like seeing their faces of uh, realizing that high school is over and it's now into more of a, a, a adulthood life. And uh, what do you do after that? Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's a and I think uh, Bishop Sullivan sort of made that part of his homily as well. You know, what a great homily. Yeah, he's uh, listen, you can say what you will about Bishop Sullivan. I'm sure there's lots of people and say lots of things when it comes down to being a homilist. He's definitely one of the top five that I've ever been there every single time. And I know because he spends a lot of time focused on his homilies. Um, He spends a lot of time on his written columns as well from the newspaper. And sure, there are times we'd like them to come in a lot sooner, but they uh, they are always very touching when he does them. And he always has a very strong message. And he this one, you know, he was really challenging the, uh, you know, he gives a, sort of a version of the same one at each of the graduations. So each of the graduates has a feel for what the bishop has said. And and this one, he really challenged the uh, the graduates to embrace what they've learned in their Catholic school career and make sure that they take it with them into wherever they're going next, whether it's college life or even after college into something else in the military for the guys who are going in the, or guys and girls who are going in the military. But it was uh, it was a powerful message, and I believe it's going to be in the next edition of the Catholic Star Herald. It That's- was, and I think it's like a very strong message for. Uh, parents and kind of like a shout out to all of those who send their kids to our Catholic high schools and make the sacrifice. And, you know, one of the things he said was like, I'm very aware of the sacrifice, but mm-hmm. we are also very aware of how good this is for your children and uh, what a difference it can make. And uh, 
it made me feel really good to hear him talk about the the benefit of a wee gift to the soul mm -hmm. and uh you know how many of the classmates of uh this year may not have what they have they have god as you know part of their career life in mm -hmm. high school and now as you know something that they will carry throughout their whole life and that was really powerful Yeah, I agree. You know, he, he noted the fact that we're in difficult times, as we've been in for a couple of years now, but he was specifically referencing a lot of the violence that we've seen on city streets and in rural areas and how, the, you know, the absence of a strong soul, maybe, I guess, in the, exactly. in the people who were committing these atrocities and that, you know, that's one of the things that they have to, graduates need to understand is that that's what they've been gifted going to a Catholic school is, is nourishment for their, for their soul. And uh, that's something that can't be replaced anyplace else. Exactly. You know? When the little deaths of life come, yeah. then, you know, we have God to lead us and give us life. So that's, that's, right. that's beautiful. Bishop, good job. Yeah, he's <laughs> on the ball with that stuff. You can tell he was inspired by, he, he was very he was very specific to it. He was talking about uh, both, uh, Buffalo and Uvalde and uh, what happened there and, And how, you know, it, it, we can't simply rely on society to take care of things that, you know, we do need to have a connection to something greater. Uh, in our case, you know, Jesus, God, the creator, our faith, Holy Spirit, Mary. Yeah, anybody who's, <laughs> anybody who's out there to give us a hand, you know, it's 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 important, and that's something that uh, no other school, scholastic institution other than a Catholic institution can can provide. So, it was a, it was a great homily. I uh, I don't know what what of it will make it into the uh, Catholic Star Herald, the column he's writing for the Catholic Star Herald this weekend, but uh, I will I can assure you it'll be worth uh, your time to read it uh, for our listeners when you get a chance, or for that matter. Most, if not all, of the five diocesan high schools had their um, their graduations live streamed. Exactly. So you can always check it out and hear it right out of the horse's mouth if you really want to. Check it out. It'll be worth your time. <laughs> really will. So today we have uh, one of my favorite podcasts of the year where we get to invite my colleague, your boss, <laughs> uh, onto the podcast to, to have a chit chat with them. So who do we have with us today? So we have with us the Secretary of Catholic Education and the Superintendent of the Office of Catholic Schools for the Diocese of Candom, Dr. William Watson. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Mary Noah. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. Oh, great to have you. We so rarely get to refer to you as William. The entire time I've known you, you've only been billed to me. Yeah, it's very it's very formal. <laughs> you know, we, we, yeah, that's when you're uh, trying to be formal. You, you use William, and uh, yeah. or when I was a kid, when I was in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> so the full name got pulled out when I was in trouble. So, yep. Yeah. Just so that right after this, we'll be going back to Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Bill, you had the uh, you know we were talking about the graduations. You had the benefit of being at every single one of them uh, for the five diocesan high schools, right? Yes, I was at uh, at all five, and they were you know it's it's. It's really cool how the graduations encapsulate some of the flavor of each one of the um, schools. Yeah, they're all a little different. They kind of—I mean—they're graduations, right? And the and the baccalaureate mass is a mass, right? So they all kind of follow the same uh, overall pattern, yeah. but they do things a little bit differently, you know. Yeah. And uh, a few of them have. Uh, a, a bagpiper at the beginning of the, um, you know, to, to lead, to lead before the graduates come in, you know, there's the bagpipes and that's their tradition that mm -hmm. they've been doing in some cases, you know, for a hundred years. Um, and that's really cool. Um, and of course, hearing all the different, um, 
speeches, the yeah. student welcomes and the valedictory speech and the uh, salutatorian speech. And, and again, they, most of the times those speeches hit on similar themes because we were talking about, you know, the graduation, the high school, the Catholic high school experience, but they all take a little different flavor. You know, yeah. um, one, for example, had a, um, uh, the young man who was the valedictorian was a, also a musician. And mm-hmm. so there was this uh, motif of uh, references to music and references to um, the different notes that the kids played and how they all had their own composition and that sort of thing. So it was always neat when they oh, when the yeah. when the the speakers kind of make it their own and their own high school experience. Yeah. Um, so that's. Uh, yeah, that's, so that's, that's, that's always, it's nice. just need to be at all of them. And, and, and so, you know, sometimes people ask me, you know, they're kind of like, oh my gosh, how many more do you have left, you know? <laughs> and I don't really look at it that way. It's not, I mean, like Mary now has said, it's like going to a wedding, you know, like when, who gets tired of going to weddings? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, um, it's just a, it's just a celebration, and you everybody's have seen happy. Mike's and, face. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I was thinking I was thinking about how many wedding presents would I want to buy. But I hear yeah, what you're saying. Well, yeah, good that point. aside, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm on board that with aside. what you're saying. But and that's true because that's that is one of my favorite parts of any graduation is the joy that's at the graduation. Mm-hmm. You know, the joy in the parents' faces, seeing They're what's proud. going on. Yeah, the, and the joy in the teachers. That that's the thing that always kind of I'm I always remark. A, about is when I'm because I was there as a photographer and I was trying to make get some photographs of the teachers and stuff like that and when they're clapping for the students it does seem very genuine like like it's just a very genuine experience it is you know yeah and and I'll tell you I you know that that genuineness um, either extends from or, or extends to uh, the bishop in his mm. uh, delivery of the diplomas. So I, I have the best seat in the house for that because I <laughs> literally stand right next to the bishop and you know hand him the diplomas before every uh, graduate comes up, and he has something to say to each one of them. Congratulations, you did it. You know this is for you. You know, and and it's so genuine. You know, yeah. and he's used hundreds of kids. You know, across you know four or five days, and and they all get that personal. Uh, greeting uh, from the bishop and they're all smiles you know I think they it kind of takes them aback a little bit you know to have that smile from him and and I know he's so invested in all of them and it's a celebration Mm -hmm. you know for him he means every word of those homilies and and to be able to uh, greet them individually with that that's I know that's very important to him and uh, and it's just great to see the smiles on the kids when they come up that's awesome. When you're talking about the flavor of the schools and like, you know, how each graduation has the same kind of format, but at the same time, they have a different flavor. If you were going to ter- tell our listeners, like, you know, what was the flavor of each five? Uh, can you can you describe a little bit? Just yeah. just a little bit of. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I have an, like an actual <laughs> flavor. You know, this was sort of coconut. No, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, well, let's do them in order, and I'll, and I'll, you know the the order in which they occurred, right? So, sure. uh, Wildwood Catholic is, um, I, I I think of the word family. Now, obviously, every Catholic school is a family, but um, I think of the word family because theirs is done in uh, Saint Anne's Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Wildwood, and uh, because of the, the size of the class, there really aren't any limits to the number of people who can come. Uh, they So they get in the church, you have brothers, sisters, you know, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, like it, there's just lots of people who are like extended family, so to speak, of the, of the graduates. And um, they do this cool thing there at the end of the ceremony where the 
um, the senior class sort of hands off the flags. You know, it's the mm. papal flag and the school flag and the American flag to the junior class. And so there's this wow. handoff to the next class, you know. And you can think of that going back, you know, decades, you know, as long as the school's been there. I so. can't imagine the phases of the juniors when they receive yeah, that. Yeah, it's a very, it's, it's, they take it very seriously too. It's, it's, um, it's really kind of neat to see. Um, Let's see. Where did we go next? We went to Gloucester Catholic next. Uh, of course, Gloucester Catholic. I was I was told when I got to um, when I first started here about nine years ago, uh, when somebody was explaining the schools to me, and they said, you know, every Catholic school is a family, but ain't no family like a Gloucester family. <laughs> and uh, that is <laughs> so right. I'll just leave it at that. So they, they they sort of have that same feeling, right? So the size of their class plus the size of this huge church, St. Agnes, in which they do the the graduation. Uh, and the baccalaureate mass are um, uh, conducive to lots and lots of people coming, you know, mm-hmm. so you have extended family, you have friends. Um, and the Gloucester Catholic is one of the bagpipe. Um, Naturally, and if sure. you've ever been in that church, they do this for the blue mass too, in that same church where the bagpipes just resonate I all throughout, that. you know. <laughs> um, and they have a, a, a really touching induction into the alumni association uh, at Gloucester Catholic, uh, where... Um, uh, they they really they take their alumni association there you know very seriously and that um, and so they have a very kind of uh, at the end toward the end you know kind of a, a touching induction there. Which oh, that's is, nice. Which is I like nice. that. As a as an alumnus of, of uh, Gloucester Catholic, I can attest that um, when it it is it's one of the most unique places I've ever been to. It's genuinely you know when it when they say family, they're not kidding about family. They mean family like brothers and sisters you fight with but you're the only one that's allowed to fight with them everyone else is the enemy after oh that it's uh yeah it, that's exactly how it felt like and i mean it, and those legacies go on for generations because it's a fairly small school specific to gloucester city and belmar and that general vicinity i was an kind of an outsider there because i came up from clayton because my mom worked there but um yeah that no place I've ever been to in my life is, and it's hard scrabble. It's a, it's a little bit urban in the sense that uh, Gloucester City, you know, a, a city is a port city, so it's. Uh, but it's also I also happen to know, though he may never say it in public. I think he's, uh, Bishop Sullivan has a soft spot for uh, for there, not just because it's so Irish, but yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they're not the Irish. That's Camden Catholic, right? But, um, so we. Uh, so we left. Uh, so Gloucester Catholic and, and and Paul VI had their their graduation on the same day. That was so a crazy schedule so for you guys. Yeah. So it was a couple hours there. You know, like I stopped and got like a bagel and a cup of coffee and went to the next graduation. So um, anyhow, so Paul VI is you know they off they will they've done their their graduation outdoors, um, which is characterized when it's outside. It's beautiful. It's you know bright sunlight right at sunset that kind of thing but this year is rainstorm as you mentioned so we're in the auditorium which is also the way they set it up you know you can't have as many people in the auditorium as you can outside so the overflow goes into the um into the gym so the rest of the people who would have had tickets outside so the the graduates in the beginning they go through the gym and then they come all the way up and they go in into the uh the auditorium and it's kind of neat because when they're in the gym it's much less formal mm-hmm. you know there's like high fives and that sort of thing but when you're walking in formally into the auditorium like <laughs> there's no high fives and that kind of thing um 
Anyhow, the, so one of the things that really stands out about the Paul VI graduation uh, for me is they have about half, so there's the baccalaureate mass and then there's the graduation. About halfway through the graduation ceremony, the choir sings like an eagle. Mm-hmm. And of course, Paul VI is the eagles. And they, uh, and it's, you know, like an eagle, I will fly. And it's just so, like I've heard it, you know, every year that I've been to graduation there. But for, and I'm sure they do it at other times at the school, but for the parents and the, the graduates, you know, and of course at that point I'm sitting on the, on this, on the stage watching this and there's, you know, I'm not going to say there's not a dry eye in the place, but there's lots of tears. There's lots of, you know, um, and would you cry, Mike? No, I don't cry. But I, I can confirm what he's saying because it's the, of all the, all the, um, graduations I've ever photographed and attended, that is the first time I've ever seen the students actually sort of bond together. It wasn't the entire group, but it was like an entire section, arm around each other, arms around each other, just swaying back and forth while they're singing this the song. It was beautiful. Yeah. So they. So that's that's a really touching component that's different there. You know. Yeah. Um, so then the next night we were at Camden Catholic, uh, another bagpiping school. Exactly. Uh, so at Camden Catholic, one of the things that it's, it's, I don't know, maybe this says more about me than anything else, that the, that the music stands out to me. Mm. Um, but one of the things about the baccalaureate mass um, at, at Camden Catholic was they just had such, such beautiful cantors. Mm. You know, so you have a singer and, you know, normally you have like one or two, you know, they just kept send, sending singer after singer oh after singer, and they were all different, and they all just had one had a better voice than the last. It was amazing. It was amazing. Wow. And, and every year it's like that. I mean, they're, they're, so their music program and, the, and the, the students there and how hard they work at that. I still hear uh, those voices. I'm like, oh, my goodness, how great these students and, are. And, and, and Bishop Sullivan even commented on that at how, um, you know, the, the – I think I think it was St. Augustine who said uh, to sing is to pray twice mm-hmm. and yes. thanked them for helping us to pray twice, you know. Yeah. Um, he even so, for a, what was it, like a little duet, like you, we should sing together sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that's, and they do the same, uh, the same thing with the, uh, they're in the gym for their mm-hmm. baccalaureate graduation. And so they're, and they're um, the extra tickets, the people that are in the auditorium. And so the, the kids go, the graduates go through there first and, and they end up outdoors. One of the neat things that they do, they have mm-hmm. this, this photograph around this, there's like the right out in front of the school, kind of around the central, the flagpole, I guess there. And they all throw their hats up and there's a photo of that, that I'm, you probably get to find it on Facebook. It's a, it's a tradition. I, so, it's, I know yeah. last year I took it. Uh, this year I'm pretty sure one of us took it. Yeah. yeah. Dave, Dave Fernandez was yeah. there taking and the picture. And they've been doing that for, I mean, who knows, decades, you know, yeah. that, um, and that's that's another cool piece of that. You know, I'm, I'm I will admit that I'm a little bitter. In none, no graduation I ever participated in was there ever a heart uh, a cap throw. Not in not in grade school, not in high school, not in college, not when I f- did my master's program. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still a little bitter about it. I I threw mine. Did you? Good. I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, Gloucester Catholic doesn't even have caps. I don't, I don't think I realized they just, that. Yeah, no, they don't have. And I asked somebody asked about are they going to throw the caps or something, and uh, the principal there, is, you know, just said no, we don't. We just don't even have caps. That's one way so to keep that from happening. Wow. One way to that also made is, is, that, is that okay for graduation? Don't you have to have I, a cup? I don't think you have to. But you, but yeah, most do. Now you're gonna make me read all so. about it. <laughs> Actually, you're gonna make me go back and look at my. If I had a cap in 1990 when I graduated, have to look. Yeah. It's it's fascinating when you start reading about like academic regalia. Like you could go you could go down a rabbit hole fast. We could do a whole podcast on that. I don't know. I, I I've now worked with two superintendents of schools, and I all I have requested 
once from any of them was to be allowed to walk in the uh, procession, and it still hasn't happened yet, but that's all right. You know? <laughs> I've seen uh, other staff members here who are <clears throat> not me, <laughs> and I got the master's gown still sitting in my uh, my closet. It, it has little things hanging, so it's yeah, kind of like, you know, we make uh, a, a big uh, conversation about how like interesting it is to see, you know, everybody walking in their academic attires for graduation. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's fun. Bill has and a I, cool one. Uh, Bill does have yeah. the coolest. That's that's the benefit of uh, actually spending all those extra years and money and time yeah. getting your doctorate. Is, yeah. You look coolest at the graduation ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. You get a few extra stripes and a cool hat. That's right. Well, yeah. cool to me. I'm not sure if it's cool to anybody else. But <laughs> no, no. Yours is different. You got but, more than four corners. It's yeah. Yours is even cooler. But Bishop yeah. wins. Well, Absolutely. Bishop, yeah, the yeah. Bishop has a great regalia. And, you know, I didn't realize it. I know we haven't talked about all the schools yet, but um, the I was looking at some of the other dioceses. Not all of the bishops wear his academic attire. Um, yeah, it was a whole bunch of other bishops just showed up in their usual bishop gear, but he actually rolls in in his uh, tartan uh, hood, and he looks... That's a good-looking outfit. And a crimson that? cape, really. Yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah, they're... Bishops could, should copy that, you know, uh, fashion statement from our bishop, um, and you know, it's kind of like this is the moment to wear it. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like right? Bishop looks like a superhero when he walks. Yeah. He really does. It, yeah. it kind of flows nicely. It's like, oh wow, it makes the kids kind of like be like, wow, look at that, you know. I will admit that because I'm a nerd like this, I look at all the like all the teachers to see what their hoods look like and stuff like that, and yeah, I'm like, oh, that one's good. Oh, I want that one. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I should have gotten that degree. That's even cooler. Anyway. So one uh, last high school though. Yeah, Holy Spirit. The biggest thing I'll say about Holy Spirit is it's bright. That's yeah. the that's the flavor there. They, the last two years they've done it in St. Joseph's Church in uh, Sea Isle again, so you can have as many you know family and friends as you like, and that's just such a beautiful setting. Um, and the music is so uplifting. I go again with the music, but is it? But they're great. I mean, the, the arts programs at these schools are just spectacular. Yeah. Um, and of course, Holy Spirit ends up on the beach, and that I mean, you, I mean, that's just such a great ending. And it's the last one we do. Mm-hmm. So the the very last procession I'm a part of goes, you know, out the back of the church, and you walk a block and a half to the beach. And that's kind of a nice setting to kind of say, all right, the graduation Goodbye. season is over. It really is nice. It's Photographically, it's difficult because there are a bunch of uh, sunbathers on the beach, too. So you have to be careful yeah. where your camera's pointed. But um, but it is, it, Marianella, next year, if you get the opportunity, you should attend. I'll ask my boss. It's, it, is, it is an experience. <laughs> to bring to your see. robes. That's right. <laughs> I could bring mine, but nobody invites me to participate. That's all right. I'm not Mike, bitter, Bill. Let's see what happens next year. We don't know. Well, you know what the tricky part is? You, you should be, be on a board or something. I was going to say, I don't get nominated to that either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if it would be weird if I did, if I shot, I could do that. I go to these things. Why don't I just wear my stuff and shoot? Take pictures that way. And then I take a Bill, picture I'm telling you, next year I'm you coming could. in my academic gear. That's how I'm going to do it. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. There you go. Oh, the, um, well, it, it was a great graduation. Those are the high schools were last week, and I think next week are the elementary schools, right? Or right. 25 yeah. elementary schools. Yep. And, and the, they'll, all have, they'll all have mass, um, in most cases, uh, celebrated by the pastor, and then they mm-hmm. do their uh, sort of conferral of their... Uh, degree, the degrees, so degrees. to speak, or their diplomas from the school. Uh, um, 
during you know right at the end of mass your son graduating next year or next week right no next year next year yeah we have uh, oh, yeah. i do have two kindergarten graduates Ooh, though well and every school will do a kindergarten graduation yeah, too you know i'm moving going up, to moving one. up to moving up to first grade so yeah. goodness bill i was kind of like wondering like uh you've heard so many of the speeches in our high schools as you went through the graduation season uh this year what um kind of like strikes you what makes you feel like really good about like the students that we're serving and how well they're doing and how prepared they are for the future and things they're kind of like um you know looking forward to do as they move forward there are two things that stood out across all of the speeches to me at the schools and that you know this year um the first is the emphasis that each one of the speakers put on the togetherness of the class, mm-hmm. on how much they relied on each other and went through um, challenging and the bad times and good times together, how they how they leaned on each other, how they came together as a group. And that was true uh, from the smallest high school to the largest. And that really stood out to me. And I think it's a testament to the... Um, the efforts that the schools make um, to build that camaraderie, to build a true community. You know, yeah. it's not, these are not just kids who, um, you know, go to, happen to go to school together and they don't leave the development of community to chance. Um, and that's related to the second thing that really stood out to me, um, which was, in a word, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Every one of the schools, the speakers spoke about developing relationship with Jesus. So, which is heartwarming, you know, and I, and I, to me as the superintendent, but I know to the school leadership and I know it's not planted because I asked, I asked every one of the uh, principals of the schools, did they write that? You know, were they, did anybody push them and say, no, that's all them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they edit a few things here and there, like for style or whatever, but that message about growing in relationship with Jesus was present at every one of the schools. And that is, I mean, that's the point of Catholic schools, right? Yeah. I mean, the point of Catholic schools and, and people ask me that sometimes, you know, is to lead people to Christ. And so if your graduates are speaking to their peers, talking about how together they were and how they, they grew to, towards and with Jesus, I mean, I think that really says something. That, yeah. that that that's a testament again to their, to the willingness of these young people to embrace that message because that's not a given, and the efforts that the leadership of the school and the directors of Catholic Identity and the campus ministry and the religion faculty and the whole faculty and the staff that they all make towards like that singular focus. Um, those those things really stood out to me and and were were very gratifying and and that's again you ask you, you know. That's part of what makes it so exciting to go to all of these graduations is to is to hear um, the voice of the students about their own educational experience. It's a confirmation of our mission. Like, you know, it's kind of like just confirming that uh, this is this is why we do what we do. And and just seeing the kids uh, speaking that language, uh, it's kind of like the best feelings ever. So I I agree with you. And uh, I I also think that um, the kids just look so confident, like when they're leaving our schools, like just look like so prepared that uh, sometimes it it even wants me like I want to go back to high school. I want to have that experience, too. Again, I'm like, wow, what an amazing um, education we are providing. 
I think that's that that really stood out with me. Well, there's some security too when they leave. I mean, it's uh, across the board. You know, by the time you average them all together, it's like 95 percent of the students who graduate from our high schools are going on to further their education. Exactly. They're they're uh, they're going to go to um, most of them to a four year college, uh, many of them to a two year college. Um, many of our high schools have relationships with. Um, uh, community colleges, uh, where whereby their the kids are already sort of halfway to a to an associate's degree by the time they graduate, so that makes a lot of sense economically and academically. Correct. But there's a sense of security; they know where they're going, and they okay. know that they have a good foundation to get there because it's not every grad high school graduate, you know, in the surrounding area that that goes on to further their education. That's one of the benefits of of being in an environment where that's an expectation, mm-hmm. and where you're prepared to do it. So I think maybe some of that confidence comes from their, they know what's next, you know, yeah. they, they know that they're going to move on and further their education, you know, in the, in the next step. Yeah. The majority of uh, our high schoolers just seems to be like really uh, high there and, and kind of like just that confidence that um, they're able to build across the years that they uh, spend in our Catholic schools. Yeah, well, but that actually sort of transitions nicely into something else I want to talk about. I kind of alluded to it at the very beginning, which was the the state of our schools. So, um, you know, we have many schools within the uh, South Jersey, some independent, some uh, some, and many diocesan, some uh, parish. I'm curious in general, not calling out any schools specifically, but in general, how are our schools doing? I'd say our schools are vibrant. That is a good answer. Catholic strong. Yeah, they're Catholic strong. It's a true. It's a true answer. Um, they're all. You know, it's it's. They're all so. And again, I'm going to use this analogy, but I don't mean it in a in a, uh, a paternal sort of way. But it's a good analogy as a parent. Um, if you have multiple kids, they 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 grow up in the same household. Uh, but they can be so different. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a family of, uh, you know, I'm one of six. And so that you definitely can tell that we're all from the same family, but we're all so different in the way that we approach things and the way our styles, you know, how we look, you know, all this. And I, I think our schools are similar, you know, so they're all Catholic schools, but their identity is so unique to the specific communities that they serve. Um, but I would say that across the board, um, they're they're vibrant. They're they're academically strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, many you know very unique things happening in in uh, in individual schools or clusters of schools. Um, their enrollment uh, this year was up from last year. Um, we we what we saw uh, over the um, the COVID years. I mean, many families. I think we've talked about this in the past. Many parents saw what Catholic schools were doing in uh, remaining uh, open. And keeping uh, open physically for, for kids to come into school and keeping kids safe and healthy and managing things when they came up, managing, you know, COVID cases to be very specific. And they like that and they sent their kids to school. And then the next year, we saw that so many of those families kept their kids in Catholic. They were sold. They were sort of sold after that first year. Um so, so this year we're we're taste we're, and see. We're, yeah, <laughs> right. Taste and see. There you go. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I have to tell our marketing people about that. There you go. <laughs> um, but I think you know. And so this year, you know, we are in. We're back in re-registration and registration uh, season. So, 
Uh, Marianella actually keeps um, extremely close tabs on all of the schools <laughs> and where they are. And I, I had one s- school. I mean, she's such a great support for the um, the advancement directors who are doing most of the enrollment, and um, and she knows this stuff. So I, I was looking at one school, and you know, I I. I look at the budgets along with the finance office to sort of identify concerns or, or any of that kind of stuff. And there was one school that, <coughs> excuse me, their enrollment is not yet where it is this year, uh, this particular school. And I went to Mary Nell and I said, how worried should we be? You know, because they're projecting, um, you know, and it's like, I don't know, it's like 10 or 12 kids or something. They're projecting, you know, 10 or 12 more than they have now. And, and that's a lot, you know, in terms of uh, managing the, um, the resources of the school and Marianella from her knowledge of, of last year's enrollment of knowledge of that particular school. She'd been on the phone with that advancement director, like the day before um, she knows exactly how many uh, of people have not yet re-registered. And she knows that the advancement director knows that they just haven't gotten around to it yet. What she, the, the, they, and these advancement directors at the schools have really, really close relationships with the families. So they understand you know, the people who haven't gotten around to it and the people who aren't coming back. Yeah. But this uh, this particular school also had, um, I want to say like a dozen and a half inquiries and tours that they were doing. So Marianella was able to confidently say to me, no, they're going to be fine, you know, based on, on her understanding of that and where they are in the process, which is such a such an asset when we're thinking about resources of schools, supporting principals, where we need to help, because there are some schools that, um, do need help with their enrollment plans. And so we can target our assistance there because we have such good information about the, you know, about the schools. But, but, but I would say, you know, in terms of, um, uh, enrollment specifically, uh, you know, I think the schools are very much on top of, of that process and it's driven by, you know, they, Every person involved believes so deeply in what we're doing, believes yeah. in that message of bringing, helping kids get closer to Jesus. They also believe in a really, really strong academic education, which we also offer. So, like, everybody's all in. So the principals pay attention to this, the advancement directors, and, the, and they have really good systems in place for uh, making sure that as many kids, as many parents who want their kids to have a Catholic education actually do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I would add to that also, like, in addition to the most important thing that we do, which is getting kids closer to Jesus and making sure that they're strong um, you know, academically, um, we also want to make sure that people have a good experience when it comes to our schools. So, you know, think about all the work involved in making sure the academics and, you know, uh, that relationship with Jesus go well. We also try to make sure that um, the kids and the families have a great experience in the school. And that comes with the events that you see, the, um, you know, how uh, we encourage families to participate in our schools and be part of the life and culture of the school. So that, that, really uh, make us and set us apart yeah i agree the um that that connection which was one of the things that you know i think is we've noticed even more this year because we lost it for the previous two years you know some of the the extracurricular activity that wasn't present because we couldn't be together um i really do think that uh this year i know in my son's grade school where he's graduating uh, a week, week week from today um he, uh, the fact that they were able to do more school wide activities this year really, I think, 
even he, you know, he's a teenager and, uh, you know, as most teenagers are, they are standoffish to, to things. He actually was really looking forward to taking part in some things or having their school dance. Uh, well, by the time it comes out, it'll be last Thursday. This podcast comes out, it'll be last Thursday. But, um, yeah, he's very excited about it. It is. It is amazing. Yeah, there the most of the schools have. I mean, all of the schools have gotten back most of what um, we we they kind of pared back during the during COVID, and mm-hmm. so we're in a really interesting place with that um, in terms of how how are the schools doing, right? So you may remember back in March that the the mask mandate was lifted for New Jersey schools. That was a really big milestone, and we didn't know how that was going to go uh, in terms of the spread of COVID. And, you know, as you might expect, when the COVID numbers in the community were low, the COVID numbers in the school were low. And when the COVID numbers got higher in the community, then the COVID numbers in the schools got a little bit higher. But I think what we've seen in terms of the um, the public health guidance for the schools is that it has relaxed a bit, where if you have COVID, you can come back to school a little sooner um, you, there are only certain conditions under which you need to quarantine. And so I think what we're seeing right now, uh, in the schools is a little bit of a dry run for next year, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, where the COVID numbers are in the, in the community and the schools kind of proceeding as normal and managing the COVID cases when they come up. So we're in a, we're in a different place than we were two years ago when, there, there, far few, far fewer people had uh, had had COVID uh, and had any kind of immunity from it. Uh, there were no vaccinations, right? So you didn't have anybody vaccinated, whereas now you have many people vaccinated. Um, and the evolution of the virus itself is ha- has, as I understand it, been evolving towards more contagious but less um, mm. serious, so to speak. Which is the general pathway scientifically that that as I understand it, the viruses take. So we're getting to a place where we're managing it. And so there's not remote learning anymore for kids who are home uh, sick. They just get their stuff like they would if they were absent with the flu. Um, And so that's not to diminish the seriousness of, you know, that could still kind of happen. But I think I'm grateful for this, these couple of months as a pathway, you know, towards next year, continuing that sense of, of normalcy, if you will, continuing that sense of all those community events mm-hmm. that uh, and, and that kind of togetherness that really make the Catholic school, you know, shine, yeah. you know, in a way that I think other schools don't. And I've said this before, I've, I, uh, you know, and I, I, I truly think that the Catholic schools are able to shine in that way because of our recognition of the presence of Jesus. You know, God is everywhere. He's in, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But in Catholic schools, you can recognize it and invite it and accept him, you know, and, and, and I think that makes just such a difference. It just elevates everything. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that next year we'll be able to continue to um, have everything back, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, uh, as someone with, like yourself and like uh, Marianella with uh, kids in school, that was certainly something that, you know, I think we all struggled with for quite some time. And I, for one, was happy to see how quickly everyone gravitated back towards a sense of normalcy, we'll call it. Um, you know, in terms of the, you know, you sort of alluded to this earlier, but one of the parts of your job is making sure that uh, 
that each of our schools are fiscally sound, you know, financially sound, are are having, you know, that the administrations are are caring for them for them well. That's no small deal. I mean, that's something that I know you and the accounting department work through every year. And uh, I was having my conversations with some of the higher ups in the diocese, and uh, they were quite thrilled that to see that uh, you know, from a financial standpoint and 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 from a planning standpoint. Schools are doing a great job this year. It was uh, makes me happy. Yeah, you. yeah. Well, I mean, it makes it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how it makes us feel. Bill, I know. No, Bill but loves to look at that data. He takes it seriously, uh, and he also has fun with it, which is great. Wow, well, I do. I love it. I, I never met a spreadsheet so like, I didn't like. Bill, here it is, and he's yeah. like, you know, making graphs of it, and you know, doing a good job on that. But it, but it's true. It's it's a team effort, right? Mm-hmm. So. So part of the financial sustainability of a Catholic school is is enrollment. I mean, that's kind of the lifeblood, right? It's mission, but it's also for the from a financial standpoint very important. Um, and so, you know, Marianella has, is so close to the to the ground on that that we can get very very accurate um, reads on not only where the schools are, but where we really realistically expect them to be. Uh, the Office of Finance just does an outstanding job mm-hmm. in. Um, uh, scouring the budgets and um, identifying, you know, they take, if you work in finance, you know, you don't have to be mission oriented. I mean, you just, you can be just numbers oriented. Sure. Um, but uh, Laura Montgomery and, and Tammy Wallace, who are the two people that we work with in, in uh, finance are on mission. I mean, uh, and, and care so much about the schools and it's it's just so great to work with both of them because they get it and they get you know how important this stuff is that every time that you talk about you know a, a budget or a category you're talking about people you know and you're talking every time you talk about enrollment you're talking about people and so they they get that um and that's a pleasure you know and 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 we also you know there's um you know Bobby Lockwood who is the um director of curriculum and assessment uh but also shares my love of spreadsheets <laughs> and, and happens to be a former high school administrator is so good at helping uh kind of look at the high school budgets and um helping the high schools to understand you know places where they can improve mm-hmm. um so you know we try not to i tell bobby that i try to protect his time because he's got his hands full with curriculum instruction <laughs> and assessment you know for 29 schools um yeah or 30 schools, but, um, but he's such an asset to that as well. So, so it's really a team effort that goes into that. And I think we've got, you know, great people in place, um, to, to, to really help the schools sustain themselves. And, you know, that's, that's something that I think our schools maybe don't get enough credit for is the level of professionalism. Um, certainly out of the administrators, obviously our teachers are, are, you know, are, great teachers they are the you know they're certified and everything like that but um you know you can have it's possible to to have a bad administrator here and there and uh i will say that across the board our school administrators are are genuinely top notch and they see the bigger picture which i think stems from you know the school's office and the bishop and stuff like that uh that that there are people out here looking at the uh the bigger picture when it comes to what we are um, but never forgetting to your point, uh, to stay on mission. Uh, I know I happen to be one of those people who would be like the accountants who would be all bottom line and going, <laughs> sorry, no, that's, we're going to kill that because, but, but it's, but it's bringing nourishment to our children. I'd be, nope, 
No, 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 no. And having that ability out of your professionals to understand the need for something like that, that, that goes a long way. Yeah, I think, you know, we are at a place of growth, uh, you know, as the Office of Catholic Schools. I think we um, are trying to bring growth to our schools and in every way possible. So when it comes to academics, when it comes to enrollment, uh, marketing, every aspect uh, of the uh, school, you know, even like, you know, now having Lee uh in the office of Catholic schools or also like providing that uh, Catholic identity knowledge and how to push that forward in our schools it's, it's a moment of growth and I think uh, we we just want to continue to do the best practices and, and encourage our schools to do that and support in that effort it's kind of mm-hmm. like that's how we see ourselves as a support system more than we see ourselves as you know the guys that come and you know try to just tell you what to do we want to grow together and we want to do it with you yeah and there's a history of that here one of our schools uh, just celebrated what the hundredth year of Catholic education in yeah, the city of Ireland, right? Yeah, Bishop Shad. Bishop yeah. Shad School. You used to be uh, Sacred Heart and St. Francis and merged several years ago into uh, into Bishop Shad. And uh, I I always enjoy stopping by that school, actually. That's, that is a school that's a hallmark of evolution, and but remaining true to the nature of of our Catholic Church, it's it's wonderful because it has the nicest and smallest women religious that I've ever been to. They are <laughs> across the board. They are the tiniest sisters Hi, I've sisters. ever seen. <laughs> but they know they're tiny. Um, but they are so devout, and they bring such a great presence there. Uh, the pastor there, Father uh, Flores, Father Junior Flores, he is he has energy. He that man has energy. He is a he is a sun worth of energy uh, in him, and. And, uh, he, and, the, and I can tell that the kids really appreciate it. But that's an example of a school that's uh, you know very multicultural night right now, very diverse, uh, and making it work all the way uh, way around. It's a it's a shiny example. I, I like the fact that that not just because um, I have family ties to the city of Vineland and that school system, but it makes me very happy to, to see that's, that school. That's kind of like one of the schools that I, um, you know, just think very closely about, especially because when I um, started here, that was my first kind of like a Latino enrollment initiative school. And just seeing how, you know, demographically it's changed over the years and see that growth is amazing, like how the Latino population is growing in that area and how it's reflected into the school and many of um, our schools across the diocese. It is kind of like something um, neat to watch and be part of. Yeah. One of the things that I think is that has attracted people to Bishop Shad and, and other schools, I would say this across the board, and Bishop mentioned this in his homily uh, at the graduations, is that Catholic schools, since their inception, have um, focused on the mind, the body, and the soul. And the Catholic faith sees the, you know, the unity of these things. And he made the point that uh, other kinds of schools really just focus on the mind. They yeah. can't focus on the soul. Um, and that is so important, I think, okay. it, because I think there's something about when you think about education in its purest form, you know, it isn't about only um, increasing in knowledge or even increasing in, you know, uh, creativity or, you know, anything that sort of is the mind. It is all those things, of course, but it's the soul. Who are you and what are you supposed to do? And, and Follow the, your purpose. And, That's your mission. Right. And, mm. and there's something... You know, we, we talk about Catholic schools being um, in some ways traditional. 
you know, and I think there's, and they are in the sense that the tradition is the education of the mind and the body and the soul and a truly, you know, a Catholic perspective on those things. And, you know, I I always sort of shy away from using the term traditional because I'm afraid that people will see it as, you know, every kid sitting in a straight row, uh, (laughs) no, only the teacher talking and nobody steps out of line and that kind of thing. Now, certainly we have classrooms like that, you know, Uh, but I think that's... I, I, something that Marinella said about, you know, best practice, you know, so our teachers and our principals are always striving to, to, you know, learn more about the science of reading, for example, mm-hmm. or how to teach fractions or, you know, all of these, all of these, uh, you know, th- historical thinking and how do you change what a history class looks like, now, constantly thinking about this stuff, constantly exhausting themselves, you know, trying to look up resources to inspire and motivate and teach their students. And, and I think, what motivates that is the tradition of Catholic education, caring about the, the students. The techniques, so to speak, are not traditional per se, mm-hmm. but the motivation to find a way to help the, the school subjects be relevant in the context of the faith and to witness to the faith and to help kids grow their soul, not only in religion, not only when they go to mass, but through all of the subjects. Yeah. That's not easy work. But to me, that's where you know I think of our schools as being um, traditional in that sense, as carrying on that tradition of educating the mind and the body and the soul and doing so um, with fidelity to the faith. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, I think, sets us apart. Yeah, I would agree with that uh, across the board. Actually, it's. Uh, I think you make a great point, though. It's yes, we are traditional, but we're not necessarily restrictive. It's um, yes, That's we are. Part. I mean, we have a. There's the conservative nature of our faith, but not necessarily the conservative nature and how to teach something. I, I, I'm amazed at how great the STEM labs are in our schools, and even when I was in school, I remember, you know, my teachers were avant-garde might not be the right word to use but they were it was never how my my father what my father's experience was it wasn't to your point straight lines everybody in a row nuns whacking you over the knuckles with a with a ruler <laughs> i've never been hit by a nun with, with a ruler um, me neither they, but they found other me ways neither. of torturing me but never <laughs> never with a ruler um but at, it's at the same time you know we are we are Catholic schools. We have a Catholic faith. There's a Catholic nature to it, um, and therefore, you know, we, you know, we are all about finding, helping people, helping our students find how to live their Catholic faith in a very secularized world, and understanding what what these Catholic truths are, and how they how they can work in concert with what we're seeing surround us, and. Let's face it. Going back to some of the violence we've seen lately, how they can buoy us in times of distress. I mean, what an amazing thing is to have kids just be able to talk about God in any way they're learning. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, I had uh, my my daughter telling uh, my son uh, last night, "Did you know that God knew your name before my mother uh, put your name to you?" And he was just asking me about how, you know, we came about his name, and she he, was kind of like making, making that connection. Did he mention that God is omniscient? Because if he used the word omniscient, I'm going to be really impressed. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. <laughs> but she said yeah. everywhere. Yeah, well, she had yeah. the concept. There. She there you had go. the concept, yes, that's, yes. And yes. that's not an easy concept to understand. There are people our age who can't quite figure that out. 
So that's, yeah, yeah. But that's the nature it's, of our schools. But, you know, our kids are able to talk about God in, you know, all the little ways that our teachers creatively put it out there. Yeah. So it, having that conversation, I think, is huge in this world where, you know, God is prohibited many, many places, you know. You know what's funny about that? Did you mention that? So last week we had Father Hughes on to talk about the Eucharist and the Eucharist and the, the Eucharistic revival and the mystery of the Eucharist in many ways. Um, and, um, you know, there are adults who, you know, the reason we're doing this Eucharistic revival is because there are so many adults who don't understand what the nature of the Eucharist is. And we realized kind of early on that the teaching model we probably need to use is what ho- happens in our second grades when kids are, are introduced to the concept of the Eucharist and the sacrament, uh, you know, going to communion and, and things like that and everything that surrounds it. And, uh, Bill's been on a couple of committee meetings with me uh, discussing it, and I really, I genuinely believe that even teaching adults the the what second graders uh, are getting when they are when they're learning about the Eucharist might be the best way to explain it because sometimes you need to be. Exp- things need to be explained to you in very basic ways, Simple. particularly when there's there's such powerful mystery behind it. That, you know? that definitely. I think, you know, just the fact that our second graders are so uh, well prepared for communion, that's when they, you know, if you go to a Catholic school, just in case you didn't know, uh, dear listeners, <laughs> um, you know, your kids are getting prepared for the sacraments as they go to school. And, uh, you know, we, we take that very seriously. We, you know, develop curriculum about that. And it's kind of like, um, you know, they, it's, it's not a graduation. It's the, the essence of who we are. It's kind of like, you know, the Eucharist is, is Jesus and we are all about Jesus. So by the time they're in second grade, imagine that they're ready to go and kind of like uh, ready to receive Jesus, uh, you know, in the Eucharist. And those sacraments are a common thread across every year. You know, I think at this time of year, it's, you know, a lot of people get nostalgic. You know, they've, they've you know, I'm never going to be in third grade again. I'm never going to be at this <laughs> school again. I'm never going to have that teacher again or whatever. But one thing that I think is a comfort in Catholic school is the presence of the sacraments. And every year, every student goes to Mass at least 10 times once a month yeah. um, together with the community. Uh, and you know, to say nothing of when they go to Mass you know, on Sundays with their family. Um, every student in the context of school uh, over sec- second grade and above goes to uh, the Sacrament of Reconciliation at least twice. So the sacraments that encounter with Jesus is like it's such a constant across all the, all the years. No matter what grade you're in, no matter... Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, how long you've been at a school, you're going to experience the sacraments. And that's just such a comforting, constant thread that that is the backbone, really, of, of uh, the experience in K-8 or K-12 to at, yeah. at, at a Catholic school. Marianella, if people want to find out more about Catholic schools in South Jersey, where would they go? They can go to SouthJerseyCatholicSchools.org, and uh, we have a website that actually has all of our schools listed there. You can uh, find out more about each of the individual schools in your area. And uh, if you just want to have a conversation to see, you know, what you know, I could recommend, depending on your distance, where you work, come on, call me out. I am available at 856-583-6108, and I'm happy to have a conversation to give you the best recommendation of where uh, you can send your child to a Catholic school of your like. And, you know, as Bill mentioned at the beginning, they all have a different taste and a different flavor. So we encourage families to tour around uh, the schools that are around them just to see where they fit better. Yep. Bill, any last thoughts we uh, 
shut down? I just uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here and talk about schools. I could uh, I could do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, careful. Uh, there, I got some dead weeks in the summer. You might uh, be coming back. We just I, the one thing I just want to say in, in closing is we just part of what makes it such a pleasure to work in Catholic schools is the people, mm-hmm. uh, the principals, the teachers, the staff at the schools. Uh, yeah. There's not a, there's not a more hardworking or dedicated group in the world, and um, and I just want to make sure that I. Uh, said that here as the as the last word because that's the uh, their their hearts are in it they make it work I concur completely well thank you everybody uh, thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week see you everybody. <laughs>